Welcome to the Go To Thrive Podcast, the place to inspire people in the workplace and go to thrive. Mary Jane Roy and Vivian Aqua want to make happiness the new norm and offer solutions to create higher engagement in the workplace. Our Go to Thrive podcast guest speaker of today is Nicolien Huizinga. Nicolien is a business coach empowering other entrepreneurs to thrive by shining a light on their unique talents. She calls herself a human behavior connoisseur. Good morning, Nicolien. Thanks for joining us here. Good morning. Um, Nicolien, I read uh, that you believe in the power of authenticity. Who is the authentic Nicolien Huizinga? Share with us something to capture the essence of who you are. I think that's a great question. Well, the authentic me is all about energy. It's all about being curious, solution-focused, and being very creative to find a solution. I'm a knowledge addict. I cannot stop learning and reading. Uh, so I'm a book fan. I really love to gather my knowledge. And I have an open mind to anything that happens in life. I always look for the bright side. Yeah, I think that's basically the authentic me. Okay, and, and can I just ask you, in addition to that, and, and I love the fact, I think that resonates with both Vivian and I because we are both continual learners for sure. But what is your background, Nicolene? How did you get to where you are now? <laughs> well, my background is very different from what I do today because I aspired a career in tourism. I have tourism education. Basically what I wanted, I wanted to travel the world and I wanted to get to know many cultures and, and people. So in the end, what I started to do was working for international companies. And my very first job was for Air France, the French airline. And it, well, my career took me from an airline to a hotel, to a wine importing company, to an international training and coaching company and that's where i found my well, my passion my connection to learning and studying human behavior and that's basically what i wanted when i was in my teenage years i wanted to get to know people around the world so it the human behavior getting to know other cultures getting to know what people drive to do some things in life, that's my passion. I love doing that. So in the end, you know, when I look back on my career, it's not that strange that I end up here. <laughs> I love that story. And that's what I wanted you to share as well with the audience, with our audience. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Nicolene. And regarding what you're passionate about, can you explain what your why is now? Yeah, well, what I found over the years that my passionate why is that I see so many people struggling in life because they try to fit in. They really fight hard to match criteria that others have set, that society has set. But deep down, these people don't feel like they belong and they feel lonely and they feel like there should be something more to life, but they... They don't know what, they feel that life holds them back. And in very worst cases, they start showing destructive behavior like, you know, drinking or drugs or overeating or, well, they don't take good care of themselves. 
And to be honest, I used to be one of those people. Well, I didn't do alcohol or drugs, uh, mind you, but eating was my way to numb my emotions and my feeling of not fitting in. I mean, I was never obese or suicidal or anything, but I know what it's like to keep your mouth shut because you don't want to stand out. I know what it's like to, to act small while you know you, you've got greatness in you. I mean, I was taught to be normal and not to stand out. And that's what held me back for many years. But over the years, and especially in my time with this training and coaching company, I really learned how to get rid of that shield of fear. And I discovered what happens if you step into that authenticity and that power and that true desire that you, that you want to be living your life. Because I know what it's like, and I see so many people around me who are suffering from the same that I suffered from. And that why fuels my drive to do what I do every day. Having that why is really a source of inspiration to keep me going. My why makes me feel that what I do is not work. It's, it's fulfilling a, a purpose. And in fact, that's why I'm, I'm writing a book. At, well, as we speak, well, I'm not writing now, but that's the next thing on my list for today that I'm, I'm writing my book that's called, well, Flick the Effort Switch. And it's all about how to step into that best version of you, despite the feeling of not being ready, despite the feeling of fear, of judgment, of not fitting in or being seen as different or weird but stepping into that best version of your life because your best life is really on the other side of fear. Your book is something that I really need right now, so I can't wait to have it and read it because it's really important that people live through their own passionate why. I fully agree. And there are so many people, especially, you know, in this world of social media where you need to have, well, a hashtag living my best life, love my life, you know, look at me, I'm amazing. And people feel so stuck sometimes trying to match that picture perfect. And, you know, and all they have to do is tap into their own power and their own authenticity. And, and perhaps that's not showing very positive on social media, but if it's your best life, then it's fine. And that's the, the message I really want to convey with the book. Great stuff, Nicolene. Uh, I'm looking forward to it as well. Do you have any schedule about when we can expect this book? I want to publish it early next year. I take the rest of this year to finish it and to have it edited. And, uh, uh, but it, it will be there. I, well, the latest, early February next year. 2019, okay. right? February yeah, 2019. 2019. Yes. Yeah, yeah that's okay. Good. That's Great. <laughs> Good to know. And Nicolene, in an earlier interview that you had with Vivian, I heard you mention your formula for sustainable employability. Can you share that with our audience here? You know, what I found over the years, especially when being an entrepreneur, there are so many people who have a blueprint for success and people start following other people's blueprints, and then they find out that it doesn't really work. But the thing is, it's all about yourself, you as a person, and it's not about someone else's blueprint. So what I found out is sustainable employability or your best life in general is just an equation. 
And that equation is, for me anyway, it's your potential multiplied by your passion, multiplied by your focus, and divided by fear. And if I dive a little deeper into that, I mean, your potential, that's basically what you're really good at. So that's your talent, and it's your skill, and anything that you can learn to do. And if you multiply that by your passion, and your passion is what you really love doing, and of course, you know, that can change over the years, but your passion is what you really love doing. And if you multiply that by focus, meaning what you choose to do, I mean, if you have all these three elements, that's really powerful. But the thing is, if you have a huge fear of well, not doing all of the above, then you can have as much potential passion and focus if you want. But if your fear is bigger than all those three together, then nothing's going to happen. So what I found out when I worked with my coaches, whenever you put numbers on these four elements in the equation, it becomes really clear what you need to be working on. Give us an example with numbers. Nicolene, this is your equation. Yeah, this is my equation. For instance, 20 years ago, I had a huge potential because I had a great education. I was working in a great international environment. So I was really good at connecting people. I was really good at organizing stuff. So my potential was huge. My passion, because I loved doing what I did, that was huge as well. But I knew in, in potential and passion, I knew there was something bigger in me. There was something bigger in me. So my focus was not so much on what I could do more. My focus was on, well, what I did and what I was really good at. And it was really focused on, well, staying the same because below the equation, the fear was huge because I feared people would, I don't know, judge me for thinking I could be more than I did at that moment. I was really afraid that people around me would say, oh, come on, you're arrogant. Don't think you're such a big rock star. You're just a normal human being. So my fear was a huge number. So, and my focus wasn't as big as it should be. So my potential and passion were huge, but my focus and fear were even bigger. So right. it stopped me from doing what I sh really should be doing. As soon as the number in the fear went down and my focus increased on what I love doing and what I'm really good at, then it started to change. Yeah. Is that clear? Does that make sense? That Do makes sense. sense. That yeah. makes sense. Absolutely. And I can imagine that even if the fear was still there, that you dared to walk through it. Yeah, and well, make you know, those the, changes that, that you wanted. There's a huge misunderstanding around fear, I think. People think that they can conquer fear. And I think that's not true. I mean, the most successful people are courageous people despite the fear. The fear is there, but they act anyway. And I think that's a really a huge challenge for people. I mean, fear is can be truly functional in many situations. I mean, it saves us from well, keeping ourselves safe. I mean, it, it helps us to protect ourselves. And that's the main function of our brain, to keep us alive, basically. 
But there's another issue because our limbic brain goes a long way to make sure we fit in a group that keeps us safe. Living in a group, that's a very basic instinct to survive, to be part of a group. So if you want to belong to a group, your thoughts can go wild on ideas that are not even real. For instance, you're in a networking event and you're asked to deliver a pitch. And then all of a sudden, I mean, your palms get sweaty, your heart starts racing, your face is blushing. And why? Because you fear that people might think something. People are judging you. You fear you'll make a fool of yourself. You fear you'll be stammering. You feel perhaps even worse, you could be amazing. And then people might think you're arrogant. And anything could happen. So you won't be part of the group anymore. And not being part of a group, that really endangers your survival. And that's why many people, and especially women, don't speak up. They just try to fit in because they think fitting in means survival. And I think survival is possible when you try to do something different. I mean, just being mediocre doesn't save the planet. I mean, especially now, you know, in this this digital era, in this, this era where so many things are going on, we need people who speak up. We need people who have this amazing idea to clean up the ocean. We need people who want to end wars and who want to facilitate conversations between, well, people who don't agree. I really feel that people should be speaking up and not be silent. I believe that Vivian and I would agree with you wholeheartedly. (laughs) In your opinion, what are the top three characteristics entrepreneurs need to have to thrive? I think there are three very important characteristics for entrepreneurs. The first one is a growth mindset. A growth mindset to me is the willingness to learn, to have an open mind to new things, to empower others, to enjoy other people's success. I would say that's, that's one of the main things, a growth mindset. But the second is a creative mind. I think the best entrepreneurs are people who have a creative mind and they are constantly on the topic of, okay, how could this serve my clients? So whenever you encounter something new, look at it from the angle of how could this serve my clients? How could I serve my clients better with this, what I see now? And I think that's a great connection that successful entrepreneurs can make. And third, and that's, I think that's for a tough one for many entrepreneurs a brutal honesty with yourself. What I mean by that is that you really need to ask yourself, am I really entrepreneurial material? Am I really fit to do what it takes? Or do I want the safety of a fixed paycheck every month? Because that's fine. That's fine. Not everyone has to be an entrepreneur. But the brutal honesty with yourself, am I really happy being an entrepreneur? And what it is that I do, am I really good at it? If not, then how can I change it? And if it's something I really don't like doing, I should delegate it. I mean, for instance, when I look at my my own situation, I'm really not good at admin. I hate it. I know I should be doing it, but I don't do it. I postpone it. I just procrastinate all the time. 
And at a certain point, I really need to be brutally honest with myself and think, okay, I'm really not good at this. Who am I going to hire to do it for me? Because I really need to be doing what I'm good at and what I love doing. So I think those three aspects, the growth mindset, the creative mind, and the brutal honesty with yourself are the three main characteristics for entrepreneurs. I really love the top three, especially the last one at being honest. Yeah. That's something that, you know, people have to go through to, for themselves and ask those questions to themselves. Do you also believe in entrepreneurs having, you know, a bit of both, like having a fixed paycheck, but also being an entrepreneur as a side hustle or as a halfway hustle? Of course, you know, whatever floats your boat. I mm -hmm. mean, it, there are so many people, especially women, I mean, single moms, who don't have the luxury of quitting their daytime job and starting their business, not knowing when the first the paying customer will arrive. So, I mean, as a start, it's great. And if you want to continue it as a side hustle and have your daily job as well, that's fine, you know. But be honest with yourself. Does it really make you happy? I mean, I can imagine that being an entrepreneur, and I know, is is could be lonely at times. I mean, you're the CEO, but you're the receptionist as well and the cleaning lady and you know, <laughs> you all these jobs. Yeah. And, and you should be aware of that when you start. So I can imagine it's really nice to have a kind of part-time job where you are part of a team, where things are arranged for you, uh, where there is a desk and where there is a, a receptionist. Great combination. But um, whatever makes you happy. But I think it's important to evaluate that for yourself. I do that twice a year. I mean, in winter and in summer, I always take an hour or two to really evaluate with myself. Am I still doing the right things? Am I really happy? Or should I change something? Should I change my service? Should I change my working environment? I mean, I think that honesty is really important. Yeah, and Nicolene, it truly resonates with me, and especially that periodic, yeah, self-reflection, huh? yeah. evaluation from where, what do I need now? Yeah, so knowing yourself is, is a really big thing when you become an entrepreneur, and you will find out along the way what you really want. That's a nice thing, you know, you learn the lessons while living your entrepreneurial life. And Nicolene, if you look now, because you know, we hear a lot about the millennials, certainly in organizations, what do organizations need to do in order to help millennials thrive uh, and succeed? But what, what is your future vision in order for millennials and perhaps also the upcoming Generation Z, as they're now calling them, in order for them to thrive? I think millennials have a huge challenge in life. The world is at their feet. They can choose whatever they want. They have all kinds of options. I mean, especially when you look at their parents. I mean, the parents, most of the parents are, have money to, to make things happen. But the question is, do these choices and all these possibilities make them happy? I don't think so. Because there's a huge percentage of millennials when you look at stress and burnout. And I think that's because the human brain is not wired to deal with so many choices. I mean, that's the science shows that the human brain can only deal with four options. More options is too much. And I think for millennials, the pressure to be living their best life and to seize all the opportunities 
is huge and therefore stress is imminent because what if you don't like traveling the world? What if you feel the pressure to perform really well in life because your parents paid for your expensive study and your backpacking trip to Australia? And what if you're incredibly overwhelmed by all the options? And what if you compare yourself all the time to all these successful people on Instagram and you feel like a loser? I think that's the main challenge now for millennials. They have to find a way to balance what they see online and what real life is. And I think a good way to do that for millennials is to find a mentor and a mentor to help them listen to their gut feeling, to reconnect them to their gut feeling and to connect them to their, their own desires and not to what everyone else might expect from them. And I mean, you could do a digital detox or whatever, but I think it's important to find the balance in life. And that goes for everyone, of course, but especially for the millennials. I see so many millennials comparing themselves with fellow millennials. I mean, there's so many people, oh God, oh, she's, she did a, a world trip. Oh my God, she traveled to New York. Oh, she has this amazing job. She bought a house. Oh, she, you know, it's rubbish. I mean, if you don't want to buy a house, don't buy a house. I mean, go traveling if you want to, but. Yeah, and and Nicolene, to me that everything that you said comes back to self-reflection, self-knowledge, knowing yourself. Yeah, exactly. That's the main challenge. And that's what I would encourage millennials to discover. I mean, learning doesn't stop after university or college. I mean, learning how to live your life really starts after that, because then you find out what it's like to live a real life and to have a job and to, well, find your way in life and to fulfill your purpose or find your purpose even. That's the main challenge. And that's the realization that they, where they need help. Because we didn't get the help, just, you know, you just grew up. I mean, I just grew up, I got a job and just found the whole way, well, just going through life. And I think mentors could help them a lot. And they shouldn't be afraid to ask for help. That's the main issue. Asking for help is, or guidance, or just advice. I think that's really valuable. True. I totally agree with what you said about asking for help and also regarding mentorship. Is there one final tip or one final thought that you want to share with our audience? Well, I don't have one. I have three, actually. Mm -hmm. That's okay. That's that's okay. (laughs) That's fine. (laughs) Uh, And that goes for anyone who's listening, basically. If you want to thrive in life, I mean, there are three things you can do. And the first thing is keep learning. Keep learning. Educate yourself. Don't wait for an employer to pay for a course. Don't wait till you have the money. I mean, there is, we have the internet at our disposal and there's a ton of things you can learn. Look at Udemy, look at Coursera or just check out YouTube. Keep learning. Keep educating yourself. The second thing is practice gratitude on a daily basis. Every day, take a minute or two to write down what you're grateful for today. I mean, that changes your mindset. So instead of focusing on what you still need to achieve or what you still need to be doing, be grateful for what you have and what happens in life. Um, The third and final thing is think of possibilities instead of obstacles. I mean, John Lennon said, life happens while you make other plans. 
And the truth is you will never get through life without anything happening to you. And I think it's important to see why it's not happening to you, but it's happening for you. So instead of getting defeated by life, try to find the power in your pain. And your pain can be a huge source of inspiration to live a meaningful life. Well wow. said. Well yes. said. And it's definitely a new, a different dimension of practicing the growth mindset. Yes. Thank you for sharing this. Powerful, powerful last thoughts, Nicolene, to share. Thank you. And, and again, Nicolene, for, for all of the valuable insights, thank you, you know, regarding authenticity uh, and your formula for sustainable employability. I think you've really left us and our audience with some very delightful food for thought. Mm-hmm. Great. Definitely. Amazing. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for having me. It was such a pleasure. And to the listeners, if you have any questions or comments regarding these episodes, please share them with us on LinkedIn. Thank you for listening. Until next time. Bye. 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 Go to Thrive Podcasts. Empower people to be happy before, during, and after work.